What's going on, all my beautiful people? Welcome to the Culture Podcast and the first episode of the Culture Podcast with your boy. Um, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in that is going to tune in. Um, and if nobody tunes in, you know, hey, it is what it is. Uh, it's kind of like my life motto. Uh, but, you know, we're just going to actually, I guess I'll kind of segue into it. Um, I'm going to do a little bit of a uh, two, two topic. We're going to throw some football in there. Um, but the first part is something, you know, that just recently happened to me. Um, whatever you want to call it. I, a breakup probably isn't the right word for it. Um, but we're going to be talking about processing, you know, a breakup or, you know, someone walking away. Um, like I said, so this just happened to me recently and, uh, you know, just to give you a little bit of background on that, this was somebody from my past, um, and I actually, um, no, I never, never tried to get back with someone from my past. Um, but you know, this was kind of just one of those people, you know? Uh, this actually happened twice. We did try to get back together in the past. Um, but, you know, the, the stars weren't aligned then, and then obviously not now. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, I... Let's just start by saying that I am disappointed. Um, but not in a place where it's changing my mind space, you know? Um, so, you know, I, I genuinely thought that the stars were aligning and in like a completely grown and mature way of thinking, like none of the puppy love shit I genuinely thought that this might be it for me, you know, like this might be the last relationship that I was ever going to be in. Um, but, you know, it didn't turn out that way. Um, and, you know, I wish her nothing but the best. Um, and, I mean, who knows, our paths might cross again, you know. I, I don't know. You know, I kind of just accept life however it gets thrown to me uh, but with that being said we're just going to go into our first uh, bullet point and I feel like it's probably the most important bullet point whenever going through a breakup or something not working out that you like you were really looking forward to so um, that's going to be self-awareness um, so to me, uh, self-awareness is, like I said, probably the biggest thing, um, you know, because when you can truly, like, you know, take a deep dive into yourself, I feel like that is where you can grow the most, you know, post uh, relationship. Um, and so what I'm, what I mean by that is. Like you, you take a, take a look at the relationship. Like obviously, you know, through a relationship, you can 
always say, well, they did this wrong. Uh, you know, they did this, this, and this. But it, I feel like it takes more strength to say, okay, well, they did this wrong, but did I do something for that to happen? Or how did I react after the fact? Um, and, you know, that's not to say that re reactions are bad. You know, you're going to react naturally to things however however they happen. Um, but what did you do wrong? And, you know, sometimes, sometimes you didn't do anything wrong. Sometimes no one did anything wrong. It just didn't work out. You know, that's, I mean, that's pretty much kind of what happened in, in, you know, in my situation, um, you know, so there is that aspect, but also the, the self-awareness, the accountability, what did I do wrong? Um, and you know, that's hard for a lot of people. It, it really, it truly is. Um, it's hard for me sometimes. I try to do it as much as possible. Um, and you know, I was talking to somebody yesterday and we were talking about this topic and she was saying she wish she wishes she get, she was in a two year relationship. Um, and you know, thinking about the engagement aspect and like, she was like that deep. Um, and she said she wished she was more aware and self-aware during the relationship but you know that's not always that's not always easy to do you know you, you have the love aspect the the you know the infatuation the oh this person wants me aspects you know so sometimes you ignore those red flags um and then you know the obviously the hindsight 2020 you know everybody has that um but you know, more specifically, talking about the the post relationship, um, it's you know, like I said, it's hard to do. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing. You really need to take a deep dive and see: could you have done anything differently? Uh, and in most cases, yes, you could have. Um, and to be able to accept that you could have done maybe it's you no know, only one thing or two things or maybe it's a few things you know you never know um but being able to accept that that is the first step and then after you are able to accept that you have to work on the changes you know um and you know that's something that i feel and in the most you know, modest way, I truly feel after each relationship, more specifically, like my last two like actual relationships that I had, I feel like I, I grew a lot after that um, because I was able to be like, you know what? That was my bad. Um, and, but then you have to actively work on those. You have to change the mindset behind why you reacted like that. Um, yeah, so uh, I, I, can, I can get into those just a little bit. Um, 
I, I guess we'll just go back to uh, my last relationship, which was two two and a half years ago, um, which probably seems like a long time to a lot of people, uh, you know. And I mean, yeah, it is, but um, I felt like I needed that two years was the personal growth I needed um, because I, at that point, it was one of those where you thought you were mature and you were ready for, for that, but it just so happened that you weren't, you know? You know, life punches you in the mouth sometimes. Um, but that those two years, you know, there was some things that happened in that relationship that were not as drastic as the relationship before that. But, you know, there was things noticeable that I was like, you know, okay, I really got to, you know, sit back and and chill on this and, you know, things like that. Um, But uh, I'm trying to think of things. Uh, hell, on the spot, I can't think of like what exactly what things I worked on. Actually, no. Okay, I do have one. Um, I'm a very you know blunt person, um, for the most part. Uh, and if I you know if it's one of those, if I see something more than likely I'm going to say something. Um, and that was something that I needed to work on after that relationship and being able to analyze when I needed to say something after seeing something. Because, you know, everything doesn't need to turn into an argument or a big, it, I don't even want to say a big fight, but it doesn't need, everything doesn't need to turn into a discussion. Um, but then, you know, also, that's, that's part of that, like, accepting. Uh, I feel like I've become a lot more accepting since that relationship. Uh, being able to process stuff better, you know? And, you know, and realize that everybody has a certain way they live life. And sometimes you're just gonna have to meet them instead of trying to take that over. Um, you know, okay, and so we're gonna go on to go on to you know the next bullet point, which is uh you know it's it's okay to lose someone, it it truly is. It's okay to be alone, um, and it's okay to is you know it's okay, it's okay to be sad. It's okay that you may feel broken. Hell, but it's also okay if you don't feel sad or don't feel broken at all. Um, you know, you don't have to justify your feelings to anybody. Uh, you you have to you have to go through what you go through. Uh, one of the things I'm sure he got it from somebody else, um, but this was the first time I heard it. Uh, you know, Tyrese, the singer, um, he said something on some video or podcast or whatever. You grow through what you go through. Um, and you know, some people build that, 
I hate to say numbness, but they build a callus to, you know, some of those type of feelings. Um, but like I said, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to not be sad. Um, uh, for example, as as much as I thought that this thing that I had recently was going to work out and it was going to go, you know, it was going to go the distance or whatever, um, I can... I can truly say, and this is not from like a cold-hearted place, I accepted it in a day. It happened at night. By the next night, I had accepted it because from my point of view, what good does it do me to sit and soak? Um, because it's, it was truly something that I couldn't control. If it was something that I could have worked on, then that's one thing. It was something that I couldn't control. I can't control your feeling for me. You can't control their feeling for you. You know? So why, why dwell on that? Um, but hell, and then, you know, sometimes if it takes you six months that's okay if it takes you six months that's okay that's part of the awareness um and then you know it's hard for a lot of people um getting to getting to a place of accepting rejection that i think that's a big thing for people um because you know a lot of people uh when a breakup or you know someone walking away like when that happens a lot of people think oh well maybe i don't deserve love or i don't deserve somebody because people keep doing this to me and to from my view it's it's there's two things to be able to accept that you have to accept that some things just weren't meant for you. They weren't meant to be. And maybe they are, and maybe it just needs to be at a different point in time. Like, you you don't know. You, you don't know. Hell, I, that's, you don't know. The other part is, you have to have self-love. That's another big, big one for me. Um, I'll talk about that on this show a lot. Self-love to me is probably the most important thing you can have. I, I truly believe that. To me, self-love leads to true happiness. I, I truly 100% believe that. Because one of those things, if you don't love yourself, 100% undoubtedly, how can you fully love someone else? Um, and I'm, I say that with, you know, I've talked to people that, you know, technically, yes, you can love someone else without loving yourself. But you're, 
you're trying to pull that love that you don't have for yourself. You're trying to you're trying to give that to somebody else. If you give that to yourself first, then you will know your self worth, and you will know what you you'll know what you deserve. You know how you need to be treated. Uh, you know all that stuff. There's no there's nothing that a person that you want to be romantically involved with can say to knock you down because you already know like hey I'm the shit so either you can be the shit with me or you can be gone that I mean that's how I look at it uh, I mean I yeah that I I think I'm the shit in a completely like modest way I think I'm the shit and you need to be able to add to that. You're damn sure not going to take away from it. You need to be able to add to that. Um, and then uh, ha having a support system um, is, is a big one. Um, you know, I, I talk to three or four people every day. And when I say that, and if it's not every day, like maybe we miss a day. A week it's almost every day um, and you know they all reached out to me the next day because I have told them right after it happened all reached out to me the next day um, and you know they was just checking on me and you know I like I said I was disappointed I'm not I'm not gonna lie I tried to force emotion out I tried to cry um but you know it just is it just didn't happen um and that's okay like i said that that is okay uh but to have those people to check on you to make sure you're all right uh like i said and it, it all comes in a different capacity you know maybe you're not maybe you don't have people you know um and then that's another thing to where that self-love comes in. If you don't have people and have the support system, then that self-love is even more important. Because if you don't have anybody, it has to be all here and here. It has to be. Because if you don't have that self-love, then that, you know, you start to have that doubt keep into your head. And then that's just gonna sit there uh, and you know i i don't wish i truly don't wish that on anybody um uh, to have them doubt themselves um i i wish happiness on everybody um yeah so um let's just go back over some notes and see if i have anything more for you um uh, That is pretty much, I, th I think that's really it for me on that. I wish I could have talked a little bit longer on it. Um, but, you know, I feel like I I got in, in depth a little bit. Um, yeah, so now we are going to move on to football. And I know this is pretty late in the game in the... Um, in the free agency stuff, but 
you know, obviously this is my first podcast. I wasn't able to react earlier. So, you know, I'm just going to go through some go through some signings. I oh, just to let you know, um for those of you who don't know, uh we're Chargers fans over here. Um so take that <laughs> take that how you want to take it. Um so I'm I'm going to be loyal to the Chargers, but also, you know, I'm a football fanatic. So I know a little bit about every team. Um, I know at least a little bit about a lot of players. So, you know, I'm just going to go down the list. And, you know, we're just going to go through some. I'll, I'll try to touch on as many players as possible with, um, you know, contracts and whatnot. Um so I I think this is this is assigned by the dollar amounts or um, this is ordered by like the dollar amounts of deals. So you know we'll just start at the top. Trent Williams, um, I mean le- probably the best left tackle in football. Um, that's a lot of money, but hell, you you can't afford to make him walk. I, I'm a big Trent Williams fan. Um, I'm glad that he did not go to Kansas City. I would have, I would have been hot. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that was a good deal to keep him. The next highest one, which is the, ugh, for me, uh, Bud Dupree, five years, eighty-two million. That that's a lot of cash uh, for somebody coming off a a want to say Torres ACL or Torres Achilles or something like that. Um, yeah, that's a lot of cash. I mean, you know, he was he has steadily improved since he's been drafted. Um, but yeah, that's a lot of money. But, you know, also Tennessee, you know, they need they need pass rushers. Um, they got what's Harold Landry, you know, they got him over there, but he's kind of like that number 2 rusher. So, you know, they need somebody else to put some pressure on over there. Um, next is Joe Thune which he was kind of like my 1B for the Chargers who I wanted uh who I wanted them to sign but you know obviously he goes to Kansas City um I don't remember who their left guard was at the start of the year maybe it was Osimile I I th- I think he might have played right um but you know I mean that's a good sign he's probably the second or third best left guard in football. So, you know, that's obviously an upgrade over whoever the hell they had. Um, we got Kenny Galladay. Um, he's a solid receiver. I like him. Uh, big playmaker. Um, and jump, I don't want to say jump ball specialist because he, you know, he can, pre- he can do everything. He is a number one receiver. Um, you know, him going to New York. I don't know how that's gonna work out because I I think they need to move on from Danny Dimes. Um, so yeah, I don't know how that's gonna work out. Uh, but you know, a g- good player, um, Shaq Barrett. Obviously, um, he has developed into a really good player. Um, if you guys didn't know anything about him, you know before. Before the Bucks, because I think his first season with the Bucks, that was his twenty sack season. So he was just like broke out. Um, but you know he was undrafted. He was sitting behind um, 
Von Miller. Uh, you know, so he got to learn from he got to learn from him, uh, and you know he just couldn't get PT obviously because Von Miller's been one of the best in the game for ten years. I don't remember when he got drafted, ten or eleven, something like that. Um, so you know, it was cool to see him get paid. I mean, he's gotten franchise tags, so he was still getting paid. But uh, yeah, so then we got Corey Lindsley. You know, boy came to the Chargers. And um, we, you know, shit, we haven't had, oh, okay, Mike Pouncey was, he was a good signing when it happened, but, uh, you know, he was just getting old and injured. Um, no, I, I fuck with Mike Pouncey, but he was getting old and injured. Um, but I'm glad, you know, he got to retire. He gets, he gets chill. Him and his brother retired at the same time. That was dope. Um, but, you know. Before him, we hadn't had a good center since Nick Harder retired, um, which was, shit, I don't even too long ago. Trey Hendrickson, uh, four years, $60 million. We're going to see how that one plays out. I, I'm kind of indifferent on that. I feel like that's probably a little bit more money than he, than he was – that he should have got paid. I mean, you know, he is the opposite of Cam Jordan. All the focus is going to be on Cam Jordan. Um, so, yeah, we'll just see how that one plays out. Matt Judon going to New England. That's, you know, that's a typical type of, uh, you know, hybrid defender. He he can do a little bit of everything. Uh, Johnny Smith going to New England. I really, I like that. I thought Hunter Henry was gonna walk for the Chargers, and that was probably like my my next person that I wanted to come to LA. And then shit, and then Hunter Henry went to the Patriots also, which that uh that hurt me a little bit because I can't stand the damn Patriots. Um, we got Carl Lawson to the Jets. Um, I like that. Uh, I, I like Carl Lawson coming out of Auburn. And I don't remember what – I think he got drafted third, second round, third round. Um, I think he slipped a little bit, but I, I thought he was a beast at Auburn. Okay. Uh, William Jackson, I thought that was – that was, you know, another one that I – I would have – excuse me. I would have liked to see come to the Chargers. He ended up going to Washington. He kind of had a uh, a bumpy start to the start of his career, but he, he kinda, he's one of those like slowly progressed um, and was one of the better corners this last year. Excuse me, uh, Shaq Griffin from the Seahawks. To me, that was a bit of a reach. I didn't think he was gonna get getting thirteen a year, thirteen three a year, um, and you know he went to a Pro Bowl. Uh, as an alternate, so you know, I I can't. I mean, the Pro Bowl nonetheless, but you know, he was one of those that a couple people sat out, and so that's why he went. Um, I mean, he's a he's a decent corner. I I really I don't feel like I would even classify him as like a good corner. And maybe he's a good maybe he's a good corner, and just not a great corner. Um, then Adore Jackson, I was obviously I don't know shit about what's going on in Tennessee, but 
Adore Jackson being cut. Uh, when he got cut, I was like, oh, hell yeah, we got to bring him in. Um, and he ended up going to the, going to New York. You know, one of his old uh, teammates, secondary mates, uh, Logan Ryan, he was there. I think that's kind of what swung him that way. Uh, I talked about Hunter Henry. Corey Davis um, never really lived up to his draft, you know, his draft status. He got drafted like fifth overall. But... Uh, but he, I mean, he's a he's a solid receiver. He's a good, probably number two receiver. Um, and if you have, I mean, he's either a good number two receiver or an elite number three receiver. Which that doesn't make sense that I use elite and number three. But if he's your third best receiver, then your receiving core is stacked. Uh, Romeo Okora. Uh, a lot of people probably don't know about him. He's a he's a decent little pass rusher. He stayed in Detroit. Um, Rayshon Jenkins from the Chargers. Uh, two years ago, he had a really good year. Uh, last year was kind of eh. You know, he regressed a little bit. Um, but he went to Jacksonville. Um, he got paid. He was like a fifth round, fourth, fifth round pick when we drafted him a couple years ago. Um, so you know, I'm I'm happy that he he got some moolah. Uh, Curtis Samuel, that was, I, I, I like, it's probably one of my favorite signings, Curtis Samuel to the uh, the football team. Um, he's one of those kind of like gadget receivers, you know, he can play some running back, uh, he's going to go on, go in motion, do all that stuff. Uh, Terry McLaurin, he's a dog out there, um, so I feel like it's a good complimentary piece. Uh, John Johnson. Another person that I wanted to come to the Chargers, because uh, he's a baller. Uh, he's one of those, you know, he's one of those hybrid, you know, linebacker safety types. Uh, but he can do it all, you know. And I feel like he would have been a, a solid piece uh, alongside Duran James. If Duran James asks can stay healthy, then he, he would have been a good piece. But, you know, going to Cleveland, he was cheap. I thought he was gonna get at least three, four mil a year more than what he did. Um, so, mm, let's go kind of rapid fire because there's a lot of damn people. Um, Ronald Darby to Denver. Um, he got three years, thirty mil. I didn't know that. Um, he's you know he's kind of been up and down in his career. Um, JJ Watt. I I don't know how you let the heart of Houston go. That that shit don't make any sense to me. But also, um, listening to him and Andre Johnson, I I would assume he knew it was time to bounce. Um, Yannick Ngakwe to Las Vegas, two years, twenty six million. Um, we'll see if he can, you know, we'll see if he can produce thirteen million right now for a pass rusher. If he gets you 10 sacks, he, out, he outperforms at 13 million um, in my eyes because shit, the Raiders, they need somebody to be getting 10 sacks a year. Um, oh my God. These are kind of, I'm just trying to go down this list. A lot of, you know, rotational players, uh, you know, Mike Hilton, um, cool little corner. 
you know, get the feel of void of William Jackson, Jalen Mills. Um, he got way more money than I thought he was going to get for the Patriots. Roy Robertson Harris uh, is a cool little D tackle. I, I would have liked him to be a rotational D tackle for us. Kevin Zeitler, um, I like that going to Baltimore. Uh, you know, they, they, I feel like they've been like churning through offensive linemen. Um, just kind of like one leaves, they bring another good one in. Um, Ty's Bowser, good piece for Baltimore. Nelson Aguilar, um, he shouldn't have been drafted in the first round when he was drafted by the Eagles. Uh, for all my for all my Eagles fans out there, um, but I feel like he's he's been decent. And then you know last year with Las Vegas, I mean he he had a good year, so you know he got a little bit of money. Shelby Wuzier, another one because we need corners in LA. Um, I would have liked to see him come here. He went also to Cincy to fill uh, William Jackson. Matt Filer from Pittsburgh came to LA. A, a good to a, like a, above average, you know. Um, was he gonna play left guard, right guard? I think he's gonna play left guard for us. Um, so Dalvin Thompson went to Minnesota. Good little run stuffer. Uh, David Andrews stayed in New England. Uh, one of the better centers in the league. Carlos Dunlap stayed in Seattle. Uh, Jordan Lewis stayed in Dallas. And, you know, I feel like those are good players to keep. Kyle Vannoy, which is one of those weird things, he got cut. He signed a like a four-year, like fifty-something million-dollar deal last year for Miami. Got cut this year, and then went back to New England. Um, let's go. Kenyon Drake going to Las Vegas. They signed him to a two-year. $11 million, that doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're paying $5 million to a, a backup running back, that shit don't make a lot of sense to me. Um, Will Fuller going, Fuller going to Miami. We'll see how that plays out. I, I'm a Will Fuller fan. Um, so, you know, we'll see how he works with Tua. Um... Chris Carson staying in Seattle. Shout out to my boy Carlo. He's the only Seattle fan I know. Um, die hard. Um, but you know, it's a good, decent little contract. Uh, Fitzmagic going to Washington. Um, I mean, Fitzmagic's cool to me, you know. I, that's really all I can say about him. He's cool. Let's see if they, like, you know, let's see if they go up and trade up for a quarterback. I don't think they will, but shit, I don't know that much. So don't take me for anything. Um, Andy Dalton going to Chicago. If any Chicago fan happens to listen to this, I'm sorry. That's all I'm going to say. Um, Kyle Fuller getting cut from Chicago going to Denver. That shit was crazy to me. I know I've said this about like almost every corner on this list. That was one when he got cut. I was like, oh, he has to come to L.A. He ended up going to Denver. Uh, his best year as a pro was with the head coach of Denver. So, you know, that's understandable. Uh, Davion Clowney just signed yesterday with Cleveland. Um, I thought that was a good signing. I didn't know he was going to get that damn much money because, hell, he hasn't had a sack in three years. Um, yeah, I mean, he's very disruptive, but you get paid for sacks. 
Um, Juju staying in Pitt. Um, he's going to leave next year, I I assume, unless they sign him to a long-term deal you know, during the season, which I don't know. I don't know how all that stuff works. Um, but, you know, uh, let me see. Pat P., Patrick Peterson with the Minnesota. He's just kind of slowly declined for like the last few years. Um, kind of disappointed. He's you know he's one of my favorite corners. Hassan Reddick going to uh, Carolina. They gave him eight mil a year, and to me, unless they put him off ball completely, he's going to be a rotational pass rusher. I don't know why you give a rotational pass rusher eight million a year. Um, uh, no, a lot of these are just kind of like. Maybe slightly above replacement level starters, um, or just you know rotational pieces. I mean, and I like some of these. I mean, go through Gerald Everett going to Seattle. I like that one. Um, Jamal Williams going to Detroit. I don't know why they did that. They already had three running backs on the roster. Jaron Reed for uh, shout out to the KC people. Jaron Reed going to KC. I think is going to be huge for you guys. Uh, putting him next to Chris Jones, uh, I feel like that's going to be that's going to be a good duo because to me, Jaron Reed needs somebody else to be disruptive in order for him to be more disruptive. Um, but he's he's a good solid player. Um, oh shit! Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. Sammy Watkins going to Baltimore. I don't know. I don't like love that. I don't dislike it. I'm kind of indifferent on it. We'll see if he brings anything to the table for them. Um, Deshaun Jackson going to LA for 4.5. I feel like that's a good one. Uh, Chargers bringing in Jared Cook to replace Hunter Henry. Uh, not as good of a blocker, but you know he's he's a good. Uh, Pass catcher, so you know I'll take it. Anything for Justin Herbert, Keanu Neal going to Dallas. I thought that was a good, a good deal for him. Four mil. Um, you know he's he's regressed a little bit because his, like his first two years he was one of the best safeties, better safeties in the game. Um, yeah. Um, oh damn. Leonard Fournette staying in Tampa. I like that. Desmond King, he was drafted by the Chargers. Um, and, you know, he's he was a little salty last year. He didn't get a lot of playing time. And we traded him, which I we should have just gave him more playing time because he's a, he's a baller. Um, went to Houston on a one-year deal. Well, Isaac Rochelle, I actually met him. Um, cool ass dude. Uh, we drafted him a few years ago. He went to Indy, so I'm you know I'm happy he got got some bread because he was like a seventh round pick. Uh, Mark Ingram to Houston. I I'm concerned about what's going on in Houston, but like all these players that they brought on for like one year deals, I'm I'm kind of intrigued to see what they're gonna do with that. Uh, James Conner just signed to Arizona. I think he'll he'll be a good little rotational piece for them. 
Yeah, I mean that's that's it. The rest of these guys are just kind of um, rotation players. Sidney Jones, uh, you know, he was supposed to be like one of the best cornerbacks in his class coming out. Then he tore his Achilles. Um, I don't know if he's like still working his way back or whatever. Uh, yeah, that, I mean that's gonna be it. all. The rest of these guys are gonna be rotational, like replacement level guys. Um, but yeah, so that's gonna wrap up the show today because uh, I actually have to get going for work. Um, but you know, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, and, you know, leave a comment, hit me up if there's anything that you would like for me to talk about. I mean, you know, I have my list and whatnot of stuff that I want to I want to cover. But yeah, I mean, thank you guys for tuning in. I'm gonna be doing this. Uh, like I said, every in the intro, every other week, this first month is going to be a little, you know, chopped because um, I'm going to do one. So two weeks from now, we'll, I'll do one on that Wednesday and then I'll do one for the draft. Um, and then I'm actually going to be doing one at an event. So, you know, it's it's just going to be kind of kind of crazy this first of the month. But, you know. Wouldn't have it any other way. That's what life is. Uh, so you know, thank you guys for tuning in, and I will see you next time.